Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Round Nintendo podcast. Today's episode is titled, What the What? Because honestly, it's been a confusing couple weeks for Nintendo news. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And yes, that title, for anyone who's wondering, is a 30 Rock reference. Which, speaking of which, I'm happy the show's back on NBC. It just came back, so that's exciting. But uh, yeah, as I was saying, and I, I mean, you agree with me, right, Jose? This has been a weird two weeks of Nintendo news. Yeah, like, we get news, but it's not really news. It's either non-news. Is it trying to be played off as news? Well, yeah. It's either non-news or bad news. <laughs> that's the And it's, if it's bad news, it's not just bad, like, oh, that sucks. It's bad as in, like, why are they doing that? That makes mm-hmm. no sense. So I guess the first news that was non-news but was kind of news but doesn't I don't know why they even bothered was uh, the Wii U was at the Consumer Electronics Show which just wrapped up in Vegas uh, this past week it was this past week and Nintendo was at CES and they brought the Wii U they had private showings for the media uh, Reggie Fizeme Nintendo of America's president was on Spike TV doing an interview about the Wii U yet nothing was shown revolving the Wii U everything they had was old stuff from E3, and they even said, this is not final hardware, this is not final software, these are the E3 demos, we're just showing them again. Why even bother? Yeah, I mean, they said they were going to, like, completely, like, you know, like re-announce the Wii U, so... That's it, that's at this E3. Yeah, th- yeah, that's right, like, coming E3, yeah. they were going to, like, like re-unveil it, so... So why so, show so old tech? Yeah, so they're coming out in CES, just, like, regurgitating everything that they said probably won't even be on the final product, just sounds... Yeah, I mean, I can I could understand it's a PR move why they would do it. Reggie on Spike, that brings attention to the Wii U, to more casual gamers who may not know as much and are just watching, um, you know, Spike's coverage of CES. But, and, you know, same with the media, like The Verge, a great tech site, The Verge. They did a really good hands-on video, so you got a new perspective on the Wii U and the demos from E3. But they were all old demos. I've seen all that stuff before. Yeah, well, the only thing I didn't see last time was the panorama the panorama demo which probably was it but i just no, I didn't. oh yeah yeah i yeah that's right the nintendo claims this is essentially google street view that you look through the wii u's uh tablet controller the screen the secondary screen you move it around in like a virtual space just move it around you and it will accurately show the city around you as on the main screen a car drives down the road and it's very google street view like you click up you click down left right and it's just a map of or not a map it's just an image of what the car saw as it went yeah, but pretty, it's cool. It makes me wonder how it was recorded. Like, if they have just like a bunch of cameras. Well, the Street View cards have like a 360 degree camera. So they probably just used a car with similar technology to the Google Street View car. Hmm. But what's weird. So if you point down when you look at the street you're riding on? No, I don't <laughs> think you can point down in the demo. I saw it on The Verge on their video I was watching oh. of it. They tried like going down and kind of stopped after a while. Oh, okay. So you could do like, I guess, 240 degrees. Yeah. But um, and you can look straight up. It's cool that that was there, and that did seem new. And then Nintendo said, "Nope, that was at E3." So even if, even the stuff we thought was new wasn't really new. So basically, it had nothing to show at CES. So it it just struck me as weird. I mean, it was it was cool seeing Nintendo go to CES, but it was weird how they basically <laughs> were showing off a system that may not exist in its current form. Yeah. So I I don't know, but um. Yeah, and speaking of Reggie, didn't you find this very bizarre video of Reggie? Yeah, um, Reggie. I'm not exactly sure this was at CES, but it was just a video of him playing Mario Kart 7 with eight other people. Right, on and, uh, like a, uh, like a booth or something, yeah. right? And, I don't know, his performance, to say the least, was, um, I don't know, very surprising. Like, it, it seemed like he had never played the game before, besides just, like, I don't know, knowing that A accelerates, and that's about it. Yeah, I saw the video. His steering was all, he wasn't steering. Yeah, the, the whole first lap, he did not steer at all. He was using, and he kept switching between the first-person perspective and third-person perspective. So I think he was trying to play with the D-pad, which doesn't do anything. Right, because in 7, you use the circle pad to control, not the D-pad. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know, I'm surprised it took him a whole lap to figure it out, but he but, still ended up in 8th place. And, yeah, he was doing okay. I watched the video, and like halfway through the second lap, he got to third. And he was Bowser, so he was like a heavy character and whatnot, but... Oh, wait, characters don't matter in 7, do they? It's well, I don't know. I, I, I mean Bowser, and I, I just... Right. But it's just weird that, like, the president of Nintendo, who obviously isn't going to play their games all the time, he has actual business-y things he has to do, he has PR he has to do, so it's understandable that he's not a pro at it, but it's weird that he didn't even know the controls for the first lap. Yeah. But, so yeah, that, those two things are an example of the what the what that we decided <laughs> to name our podcast after, because it's just like, why does Nintendo see yes? Why does Reggie <laughs> suck at game he markets? Like, it doesn't make sense. And uh, speaking of not making sense, I think a bigger what than those is this past week or so, there's been some weird revelations about Kid Icarus for uh, Kid Icarus Uprising coming out on the 3DS March 23rd, I think. And it's coming out now that the controls are 
interesting. Uh, we had the chance to play it at Comic-Con, and how it works, this was last summer, how it works is use the D-pad, or sorry, the circle pad on the 3DS to maneuver, and the stylus on the touchscreen to aim. Yeah, it feels very similar to Metric Prime Hunters. If you right, it's the control that. scheme of Metric Prime Hunters. Um, Except you have a circle pad. Yeah, and the difference is it's third person, and when you're in the air, it's on rails like Star Fox, and you're shooting into the screen. Yeah, like, when you're um, on the ground, like it's like... Like Punishment. Right. Yeah. And when you're on the ground, yeah, and when you're on the ground, it's like Sand Punishment's ground-based stuff, where or Star Fox Assault on the GameCube, where it's like third-person action. But use the stylus to aim, which, yeah. for right-handers like yourself, is cool. Awesome. I'm a lefty. So is Miyamoto. Nintendo's own Miyamoto is lefty, and they don't accommodate him here. There is no left-handed control built into the game. Yeah, which is weird, because uh, you think they do the same thing from Metroid Hunters, where they use... Oh, wait, you're right. It, they use a circle pad. I guess the... That's the problem. You can't recreate uh, 8 degrees of motion. Like, not 8 degrees, a full 360 motion yeah. of the circle pad with four face buttons. But here's the thing. Nintendo then said last week, or this week, that Kid Icarus will support left-handed mode, or left-hand mode, but you have to use the circle pad pro accessory. So, I, if I want to play it without, like, awkwardly, you know, using my right hand to aim, which doesn't make any sense, I have to go buy a $20 accessory that's only sold at GameStop, come home, plug it onto my 3DS, sink my 3DS into this monstrous, carnivious thing <laughs> that's, like, going to eat something, and then, like, you it makes it, it comfier way. to hold, though. It does make it comfier. I've heard good things about it. it, has, it, it has, and the, the uh, Circle Pad Pro has 480 hours of battery life wow. for the, for the uh, accessory itself. So, one AAA gets you, or AA gets you all that, but... Still, if I want to play the game, I need to spend twenty extra dollars. That's a little strange. Like play mm. the game properly and be able to compete competitively online in the three-on-three battle mode. Like that's a little strange to me. That's another what the what? I'm gonna yeah. stop saying that after every story. I just wanted to. I don't know. It I guess it would be better if the Circle Pad Pro was bundled with a game, which right. it is in Japan. No, it's not. It's bundled it with is? the stand. Which we'll I thought, no, no, it wasn't the Pro bundled with um, Monster Hunter. Oh yeah, but not not with Kid Icarus. No, I know, but that one came first. But no, oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, but the um, yeah, that's another thing. Okay, so let's say you're a right-handed gamer who wants the circle pad. Can you do dual analog? Can you use both control sticks to you know one moves pit, one moves his aiming? Nope. Still have to use the stylus. So if you do have the circle pad, and you're not a lefty. Then it's just pointless. Like it, I don't know what Nintendo's thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you'll still be you'll still be able to play through the game, but mm, I don't know. How... It's I'll play through it, but it's gonna be a lot harder. And another thing. On top of all oh, this, the... yeah, the playing stand. What? <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll explain this one too. I sound so bitter about Nintendo. I'm not. <laughs> it's just funny news lately. But um, so the playing stand, uh, Sakurai. That's how you say his name, right? Sakurai. Sakurai. The uh, he made Kirby. He made Smash Bros. He's in charge of Kid Icarus. He's the director. Um, he tweeted out a photo of a stand that's gonna come bundled with the game in the in Japan and the U.S. You place your 3DS on this stand, and it holds it for you on a table. Yeah. So you can move, so you know you can do the stylus and circle pad controls without breaking the 3D because you keep moving, or without like dropping a 3DS because it's going to be kind of cumbersome, I'd imagine. Is that admission that the controls don't work? If you have to give a stand for you, basically a third hand to hold the system as you play, does that mean the controls are not as ideal as they could be? Mm, it sounds, it sounds kinda... like um, they were trying to fit a console... Yeah. Control scheme into a hand. Yeah, and part of the problem is it's going to break the 3D because if you're moving that rapidly, the system's going to shake. So so I think the stand is their attempt at being like, oh, no, 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 it's going to work fine. You just got to put it in the stand and sit there at a table with your 3D. So you can't play it in your lap, really, unless you want to, like, wobble. But it's just kind of... And what's weird is NOA, uh, Nintendo America, put out a statement saying, yes, the stand is coming here to the U.S. And then they went on to say, someone just, you know, they just asked, is the stand coming to America? And NOA, on their own accord, went on to say... We did some focus groups. Everyone loves the controls. They find it very comfortable. No one asked that. If they feel the need to say that out of the blue, it makes me think they're doing preemptive damage control and there actually is a problem with the controls well, of sorts. I mean, when we played it at CES, I mean, sorry, not CES, Comic-Con. Too many C expos. <laughs> when we played it at Comic-Con, I, uh, I thought it was fun. I, and I was like, oh, the controls are kind of eh. But I didn't have a problem with it like, shaking too much or anything yeah i never well I so never maybe really i'm overreacting or maybe later in the game it gets really intense hmm. but well, actually that's another thing that just came up um yeah. apparently you could um you, you could start the game and pick any stage you want from the get-go what wait what yeah like really? the, yeah there's a that's kinda cool, there's, there's a stage select like, option right at the beginning of the game which comes into question like um so that means if for whatever reason someone wants to play the later level first they actually have to balance out all the levels so they're not not. That's kind of cool, actually. But, yeah, um, but then that... And makes, al it also kind of messes with the story, because what do you want to... Right, yeah. 
and the story is like crazy, like well, anime level. Yeah, twists and turns. Well, I mean, every, I mean, it's like well, the way they managed the difficulty was, if you remember, um, every stage has different paths, and depending right. on how you perform, it'll take oh, you to the harder you on different path. on the harder path, and if you're doing okay, it'll just keep you on the easier path. Well, that makes sense. But I don't know. I guess like as far as the story goes, if there is a coherent one, there there probably won't be. <laughs> it'll yeah. be like all over the place. I don't know. Like. I'm thinking it won't be um like in the story set. I think it'll just have like story mode and arcade mode. And in arcade mode, it won't. It'll skip all the cutscenes and need to take you to. I bet you like the uh, if there is an arcade mode, that's probably where you can pick any level. I'm sure if you do story mode, it'll take you through each stage in the correct order. But you can then choose another mode and jump wherever you want. It might be two separate things. I'm pretty sure it's two separate things. Yeah, that would but, explain. But that. you could jump in them right for the yeah. yeah. Now the funny thing about Kid Icarus, I don't know. It's like this is Nintendo's big title for this quarter. Like. From now to March, all they're releasing on the 3DS is Kid Icarus. We have Resident Evil coming out in February. Metal Gear Solid was just 3D. Metal Gear Solid 3D Snake Eater was just announced for late February here in the States. Tales of the Abyss comes out in February. So there's plenty of third party. But in terms of Nintendo's like system selling games, Kid Icarus is the only one. Rhythm Heaven Fever? For the 3DS. Oh, 3DS. Yeah, uh, Kid Icarus is the only one. Yeah, I feel like there's not a whole lot of hype behind it. I mean, I have high hopes because Sakurai is awesome. I love the Kirby franchise. Smash Bros. obviously everyone enjoys. Almost. Yeah. But it's like something about this is like a lack of hype. It's like in a vacuum or something. Like it's in some like vacuum of hype, hypeless vacuum or something. <laughs> have you noticed that? Like people are like, oh, it should be cool, but no one's like dying to play yeah, it. Well, I mean, I guess it's just because it's one of the few Nintendo franchises that don't have a big history right. outside of its NES. Well, see, when it was first ago. announced, it got huge hype because it's like, oh, Kid Icarus, Pit's back. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But it's kind of tapered off. Maybe it's because Nintendo hasn't been promoting it very much. And once they start ramping up the have market, they? They not lately. It seems like Nintendo's newest promotional strategy, which they started with the Wii, is they hype it like crazy about a month and a half before it comes out. And before that, it's, like, silent. I mean, with Zelda, remember how, like, there was nothing on Skyward Sword until about September or October? And then they had, like, weekly videos and weekly press releases explaining new areas. And there's, like, insane amount of hype that generated in, like, a month. Maybe that's what they're doing with Kid Icarus. But, I don't know. I'm not sure how it'll turn out. It'll be mm. interesting to see, I guess. Yeah, maybe I have high hopes, because I do... I did like the gameplay at Comic-Con, but I don't like the control situation at all. I don't care what the control situation Well, yeah, you're but... a right-handed guy. I'm yeah, lucky. but... Yeah, it sucks to be you. It does. And I still, I know I said this before, but Miyamoto's left-handed. Miyamoto runs Nintendo, essentially. Not really. But he's like the general director of all their games. They can't throw him a bone. They're not even going to throw him a bone and give him an easy way to play. Maybe he doesn't want to play it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and, yeah. You and, that's why they're not hyping it. and that's why they're not hyping it. Right. Miyamoto doesn't like it. No one will. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, I guess another random... Random Ricky. bizarre story. Yeah, like, I guess um, it's... It doesn't need to be said that Nintendo is going to redesign the 3DS. Everyone knows oh, it. Like, they've done it with every single handheld iteration. Like, there, we, we all know it's coming. There will be a 3DS Lite or equivalent of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it might not even be lighter. It might actually be a little bigger. It might be like the XL. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for some reason, um, like some, there was a magazine that I guess was, there were some rumors going around that it was, um, there were already rumors circulating about it's. How, about how it's going to be. Right, and, and when it will come out. And all yeah, that. And, that, and, that it would, yeah, and that it might come out like this year or next year or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, yeah, there was, I, I know what you're talking about. There was a, um, the magazine in question was Nikki Trendy or something. Nikai Trendy. I don't know how to say it, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Nikki, we'll go with Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Trendy. And I think it's Nikai though. And um, yeah, they basically were like, they put out like a year predictions for 2012. And one of the things they said was, there will be a 3DS Lite. It'll be thinner and it'll have a bigger battery. Everyone, of course, the internet goes like, oh my god, 3DS Lite? Nikki's confirming it? Nikki, for, or Nikai, for the, well, however you say it. For the, Nikkei. Nikkei? Okay. Uh, I'll yeah. just call it Nick. Good old Nick. Um, they have a, Nikki Trendy is the lifestyle magazine of a newspaper called, called Nikai or Nikkei or Nick. The newspaper Nick is what first, <laughs> is what first announced. The 3DS, it's what first confirmed the DSi X. I think the DSi. Yeah. It has the scoop on everything. It knows Nintendo. It like Nintendo had to announce the 3DS originally via a press release when they did because the rumors from the Kai and the K whatever were getting out of hand. Like they were so spot on and people were already speculating that they just had to put out a press release. So everyone immediately was like, Oh, Nikai Nikkei Nick is saying yeah. that uh there's a three DS light coming out. So they all started pouring it. And then it came out right after that. No, no, no. Their lifestyle magazine, like their equivalent of like the New York Times Sunday like the lifestyle, like trendy magazine, um, was speculating. 
in a year predictions that it will probably happen. So there's actually no proof, really. It's just complete speculation, but it sent the air, it sent the air now on fire, basically. And I was like, oh my god, 3DS Live! So that's another kind of bizarre thing that just happened is, yes, it's coming. There's no one doubting that, but there's no guarantee it's going to happen this year. And there's no guarantee what the design will be. If it'll be thinner, it will be thinner, but it might be wider. It will have a bigger battery, but not how much. Because currently, the 3DS is very packed. There's no room in there for anything. So they would Yeah, I mean, they bigger. could probably move the the buttons down so they could put another circle pad. But I don't even know if they're going to bother. And they probably won't. That's going to fracture the market. Because the thing is, it's kind of like with, uh, it's going to fragment it. Kind of like how, and I don't know if you keep up with cell phone news at all, but Android, there's a whole issue with the Android smartphone market where it's getting fragmented because different Android models run different versions of Android, HTC, Motorola, all those companies put their own special stuff on each one, and the market gets like fragmented where essentially some apps will work on one but not the other. And you don't necessarily know what apps will work until you have your Android phone. Oh. And like they have different processors, different this, different that. So that's an issue with Android where it's like some stuff doesn't work. I can't see Nintendo allowing that, happen, allowing that to happen on the 3DS because the fact of the matter is there are 4 million in Japan alone, 4 million in the U.S. alone, who own the current system with one stick, one circle pad. If they then say, hey, do you want a two-circle-pad two device? Either you have to buy this $20 accessory, or you have to buy this new 3DS, but either way, you're not going to play any game that comes out after next December. Like, they can't screw people over like that. Yeah, and I can't even see every game needing one. Anymore. Right, and they're all optional right now. Metal Gear, Resident Evil, Kid Icarus, they're all optional secondary circle Yeah, like, um, impressions on Resident Evil even say that, um, that, really that, that, that the whole game, like, you could enjoy it without Right, you don't really need pad. it, yeah. yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting interesting thing to see, but I definitely, I mean, there's no doubt 3DS Lite is in the works, or whatever they call yeah. it, 3DS Super, but uh, Super 3DS. But I don't know why it was news that a random newspaper was like, it could come out. So yeah. that's another weird story of the week. Yeah, well, something that wasn't speculation. Um, we actually finally have like more details or details at all on Mario Party Nine. Oh yeah, I remember a couple weeks ago, we were like, what's up with that game? Well, yeah, like, we all, like all we knew, like just based on that trailer, we're like, we saw the characters riding in cars, and yeah, and seemed to sh- they seemed to be carpooling. They were yeah. all in one car together. And that's on the, I guess the gimmick. Well, I don't call it a gimmick, but that's like the the, the hook in this game. Yeah, like as before, everyone um. It was just a board game. Everyone takes their own path, and you do little laps around the map. Get started. right. It's a fully circular board, not literally a circle, but you go back to the start point. Yeah, it's a round. Well, this one, like, um, everyone rides in one car, and every turn, everyone takes turns being the captain of the car. And I don't get why they're calling. That's another thing. Why are they calling it captain? Yeah. Don't aren't that? There's a captain of a ship. There's a captain of an airplane. Well, but a car has a driver. Well, Nintendo, well, a driver. Well, I mean. Um, Okay, you know, well, why they... Why no, they, it's just funny. It's no, no, funny. well, why they could have picked a better word, I'm sure there's going to be one level where they're going to be on a boat. Maybe. Okay, then it makes sense. And then they'll play Lonely Island, I'm on a boat. Horrible <laughs> joke, keep going, pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess, like, yeah, you take turns being the captain, and while you don't have a loop, like, a board game where you have to go back to the start, you have a beginning and an end. And you just have branching paths from... So, no matter what, you're all you're going to end up on the same end point. Yeah, but what, the way you get there, it's always going to be different. Right. And the captain chooses what path you take, and there are certain events, and I don't know, I guess, like, as far as, like, changing the Mario Party knife, the Mario Party formula, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it looks like, I don't know, it should be interesting. I'm curious to see, like, how it works, or how, if it actually works better, or, I don't know, because I really like the Mario Party series, and... Yeah, Mario Party I, is fun. Yeah, I, I've, I've missed them. Like, how long has it been since the last Mario Party DS? Mario Party 8, I think, was more recent. No. I think yes, might have been more recent. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's we been a while. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, been at least three or four. We years. party did not satisfy the the gap. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, it was missing Mario. But uh, yeah, okay. What I find weird about this, and why I think this fits nicely with our what is going on theme. What the what? Uh, I need to stop saying that. It's mm-hmm. probably driving everyone crazy. It's just so fun to say. Anyway, what I find weird about this is so you're taking a game where people are supposed to be competing against each other on a game board. And they're supposed to be getting to stars before each other and outsmarting each other. And you're cramming them all in one vehicle where they all move in a pack, led by a different person each time. So I guess that can give some variety. But they're all stuck together, moving as one cohesive unit down the board. That well, kind of takes some of the, like... But they're not really working as a team. And also, no, but they're moving as a team. Whether they want to work together yeah, or not, they're stuck going together. But that's also bring up another point. Um, 
like in the other boards, like people were land on a red space or blue space, and that would determine what kind of mini game they would play. Right. Well, this will do that too. I saw. Um, well, I guess the captains, like whatever. I guess like there's board spots that now say one versus three on the board. And I guess spot. whoever's captain will be that one. Yeah, and there's there's also I think one other thing that we didn't mention is there's un- what they're calling unique captain events. Um, they'll give like the whoever's in the whoever's the driver of the car will be able to like shape how things affect. The, the whole game, like change the board or trigger a minigame or something. So there's that too, but I don't know. This whole thing, it's weird to it's weird to have, like, that'd be like a Monopoly or like the game of life if you all were stuck on the same spot going there together. Like, it mm. doesn't quite, I, maybe not Monopoly, that's a little extreme because that really nope. does make a difference, but yeah. like in Mario Park, half the spots are like you know, doing something to someone else or something. But if you're all together, I guess the most sabotage yeah, you, you can really do is yeah. if, if, if you want to turn right, but I'm the driver, and I turn left. Now you're stuck going left. Ooh, like that's it. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be fun. I remember fun. other Mario just... parties you were able to spring trap. Or like right, you can't do that as much. Well, I'm sure it'll be fun, but it's just weird that they're like one pack of people or one like car going together. Well, I, mean, I guess we won't know until like we play the game. Might be the best thing. Yeah, to Mario, quite on, Mario Kart. Quite honestly, God, this, this podcast sounds so negative. It's really not supposed to be negative. It's just a <laughs> lot of weird news. That's all. But um, yeah, I mean, it could work out great. We're basing this strictly on. 30 seconds of video from last E3 and a press release. But yeah, hey, so. if we didn't speculate like this, there would be no reason to have a podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward I'm, to it. I'm interested yeah. in seeing how it turns out. I know we're going to end up playing it. So I'm looking forward to trying it. But um, I don't know if I'll buy it. But I'm definitely looking forward to trying it or at least finding out how this actually works. Yeah. So, yeah, and also in filed under the uh, weird news category is I don't know if you remember, but shortly after the Wii came out, uh, Tiger Woods. PGA Tour was like a flagship example of like how to use the Wiimote correctly. Do you remember like all the praise it was getting? It's like, oh, it's like a one-to-one motion with, uh, you know, using the Wiimote or when the motion yeah, plus. Yeah, it was the best version. Yeah, and when, the, and when the motion plus came out, the motion plus accessory, it was like, oh, now Tiger Woods is even better. And Tiger Woods was like the best selling on Wii for a couple, of all versions for a couple years and it got the highest reviews and it was like, it was a solid game. It was a, it was a system seller for some, especially for like the older crowd where it's like, oh, I can play golf at home. <laughs> So it strikes me as strange that this year EA is not bringing Tiger Woods PGA Tour 13 to the Wii. Come to everything else but the Wii. Now, there's biting the hand that serves you. Yeah. Now there's a couple reasons I could speculate as to why that is. One, the Wii's going down. Wii sales are definitely yeah. Wii sales are definitely down. I mean, it's 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 noticeably lower. 360 was the best-selling console. Xbox 360 was the best-selling console of uh, 2011, not the Wii. So that could play. And it has Kinect, and PlayStation has moved. So there isn't much of like a motion. Mm-hmm. The Wii isn't the only motion option, and now that Xbox is outselling it. So that's one. Two, maybe there will be a Wii U launch title. Wii U is coming out by the end of the year. There's no point in them spending the effort making Tiger Woods for the Wii if six months later they're going to release it for the Wii U. I mean, there is a point, there is a reason because it could tap into the current market, but if sales are downtrending, especially with Tiger Woods games themselves, yeah, on the they're Wii, better off putting it on the Wii. They're U. better off cashing in on the hype of the Wii U and taking care of that there and hoping they can make their money there. But mm-hmm. who knows? Um, yeah, those are pretty much my two theories. <laughs> but still, I still find it very weird because it was one of the flagship games for the system. So to have like the latest iteration just skip right over is very strange to me. Yeah, I, mean, I can see why, but still, it's so weird. Hmm. But um, equally weird, it's something you showed me. Oh, I don't know if anyone, if for anyone that has an iPod, I mean, yeah, an iTouch or iPhone, mm-hmm. there's a game like out myself. There, there's a game out there called Mole Kart, and it should look very familiar to you if you're a fan of the Mario Kart series. Yeah, that video. It's <laughs> it's a well, if you look at the trailer, it's like. Obvious from the from the very beginning that it's a straight ripoff of Mario Kart Wii. And the track design is identical. It's, like they recreate it with like crappier graphics. It's and just it's just a texture swap. It's a texture swap. It, it, that's all it is. Like and even though like they took all the stages. Like they off, took Mushroom Gorge. They took um the ice one. Forgot what it's called. Um, frigid something. Sure. Like, but exactly. there were like even though that's like a track from the '64, there were all the retro tracks from Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, they which, basically um, Peach took... Beach is also in there. Yeah. Bowser's Castle from Game Boy Advance is in there. Yep, it's so shameless. I can't believe it got through. Like someone at Apple it's must it, be like, "This and, looks like Mario Kart." And and the items too, it's ridiculous. There's like a thunderbolt 
that yep. shrinks everyone. There's a bullet bill. There's a bullet bill that's a golden bullet. Yeah, but it looks like flowers on the back. It looks like a steampunk golden bullet. Yeah, it's a steampunk golden bullet. It's so stupid. It's funny. They changed the characters, obviously. Yeah, they're all... They changed the look of the menus. But besides that, it's essentially the same game. They changed the interface a little, and obviously it has touch controls. It's literally, I guess, the poor man's Mario Kart. And it sucks. I was watching someone play it. You can't turn half the time. But it's, it's, I almost it's, 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 it's not touchscreen based. Yeah, like it, I don't yeah know. it doesn't use the gyro, so you have to, oh, wow. to, you have to use touch based icons. But even then, the controls just don't work. There are so many times people just drive into walls. But it just, it looks, it's so, it has power sliding, like left, right, left, right on the D pad. Oh. It's identical in every way. It's such a shameless knockoff. Uh, I really, I would not be surprised if by the time like, I finish this sentence, if it's off the Apple store. I mean, the, the App Store, Apple's yeah. App Store. Like, it's so, Nintendo's definitely, their lawyers are definitely on that. It's such a blatant knockoff. It's really funny. Uh, we've included a link to the trailer. If you want to see it in all its horrendous knockoff glory, go to randomtown.com, head over to episode 5, What the What, and scroll down uh, to news items from this episode, and it'll be there. Molecart is what it's called, and it's pretty blatant, pretty funny. Yeah, so, like, Mark Harleen, that being, like, a newer game, like, also Nintendo, like, as a real to take that up. But what about like super, like like did you also see that other game for the iPhone? It's like Super uh, Pixel Brothers, and it's and it stars same... an Irish leprechaun. Oh no, no no no! Like Super Pixel Brothers. It's um you you basically play like just picture um the original Super Mario Brothers, but zoomed in so much to the point that Mario is just one red pixel. Pixel, oh, like I saw that. Pixel, yeah, but it's a little different, right? Oh no, it has the exact same level designs as all the Mario levels, except everything think... is just pixel. I'm sure Nintendo would have taken it down. I don't know. There's one called Super Jump Bros or Super Jump Man or something, and it's a leprechaun running through, like, Irish-themed versions of Super Mario Brothers. Mm. And it got to number three on the top 25 list. It was free. And people were, all the cons like, oh, it's just like Mario. I love Mario. Mm. So, yeah, the App Store is full. I have a game on my iPhone called Duck Hunt AR. It was taken down from the store, but once you have it, you have it. They're not going to wipe it from your phone remotely. That's creepy and weird and scary but um yeah it's called duck hunt ar and what it is is it's it uses ar much like the 3ds does so there's augmented reality where you look through the phone screen the phone's camera gets the background then you look at the phone screen it looks like you're looking right through the phone and then duck hunt is overlaid on top of it 8-bit duck hunt they just took out the blue background and put in put in uh you know put in the your real background and also, instead, it's like face readers, but yeah, it's like face readers, but with eight bit dunk hunt. And instead of uh, shooting with the, you know, moving the zap NES zapper around, you just move the iPhone like a gyro. Yeah, it sounds like and fun. It's, it's, it's actually it's, cool. It's, 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 it's something really, that Nintendo should have done on the 3DS. It's really high quality. It's really cool. It was absolutely free, but naturally, because it's infringement, Nintendo took it down, and they have every right to do so. And in most cases, they definitely should. In all cases, they definitely should. I'm, I mean, yeah, I downloaded it, but that's more curiosity. I'm really tempted mm. to get more cart just to mock it. I mean, it's like 99 cents, why not? Um, but, but I don't want to support the developers, so I'm kind yeah. of torn. There's also this other game coming out. I don't know if it's for Nintendo or... It's called Cube, but... Cube? Yeah, it, the premise is just... You're, it's a first-person... It's a first-person puzzle game. Uh-huh. Like Portal. Uh-huh. And, the, and it takes place in this facility where all the walls are white and much like Portal. It's like all, so it's basically Portal. Except instead of Portal... Um, instead of... Wait, Traversing call, the place through yeah. puzzles, you traverse the place with cubes. Like one, like I guess I. Yeah. And that's not even a that's not even a clever ripoff because the companion cube is like the iconic thing from Portal, and now this game's called Cube and it's just like Portal. That that's so blatant. Yeah, but it's weird. Like you have like um I don't know it's like a whole white room. You see like yellow cubes on the side, so like you zap them with your hand and they turn into platforms, and then you jump. Wow, on that's so cute. I don't know. I mean, it looks, it's a little different. It sounds like it, look, it, it looks a little different. It looks like it's riffing on the style, but has its own unique twist. Yeah, it, if the style was different, I don't know. I just can't stop thinking of Portal when I look at. Oh well, yeah, that's like, not they want you to think of Portal. I mean, look at all of them. Um, I mean, Portal's a great game, so I guess if you're gonna rip a game off, if you try to make it your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what I was gonna say is they could have done that with Mole Cart. They could have done that with Super Jump Bros and whatever you were. Whatever, Pixel. <laughs> Pixel Bros. There's two. There's the Jump one with the Leprechaun and Pixel with your guy oh. with your Pixel. And um, <laughs> they, they, see, they cannot. They can borrow ideas rather heavily and be somewhat creative. Game Loft. Game yeah. Loft. Game Loft. No. Game Loft. Yeah, Game Loft. Sorry, Game Loft is notorious for doing that on smartphones. They don't have Halo. They have Nova. They don't have. Um, they don't have modern Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They have Modern Combat 1, 2, and 3. They don't have... 
I keep going. They don't have uh, Diablo. They have, I think it's called Dungeon Hunters. Oh. They basically take every successful game. They have a StarCraft knockoff, too, called, like, wow. Star... Well, it seems like Star they're something. a workaround for not yeah, being creative. Yeah, but it's creative and... Yeah, but it's it, it, it's inspired, heavily inspired by, like, pretty blatant rip-offs of those games, but they're built from the ground up with their own unique stuff. Okay. So, I mean, if Molecart did that, they're like, let's take Mario Kart and be creative, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If Pixel Bros and Jump Bros and Cube... Yeah. All Cube seems to be doing that. Cube seems to be taking a game loss approach. Or but, more, yeah, it's more game loss. I mean, it's not like um like Okami is heavily inspired from Legend of Zelda and right, so but is it's Dark very, Raiders. Yeah, but. but those are different enough. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, the game share similarities. Nova is literally Halo. You are a space marine, you land on mm-hmm. planet, it's first person shooter, it's very similar. But um yeah, it's just it's you just be a little more creative developers, like seriously. I know, I know, I, I know. It seems like that's not where the money is, but as yeah. soon as your and app gets taken down, there goes the money. So you yeah. might as well put in a little more money. It's definitely intimidating, just considering like, I don't know how many other things you have to compete against out there. I mean, you have Angry Birds to worry about. Yeah, there's Angry Birds with Cut the Rope, and there's all sorts of new great games. Coming. I know Cut the Rope, like, and that's on 3DS now and DSi. Yeah. I don't know that's like such a fun, simple game. Yeah, but there, and the thing is, if developers put in the time and effort. When they make instead of making knockoffs, they can make really good games. There's one on iPhone now called Temple Run, where it's like one of those forever running games, but you oh, just okay. swipe in different directions to move. It's in 3D. It's a guy. It's like Indiana Jones. The guy's running away from oh. a mob of evil something or other. That's interesting. And I think spider monkeys. And you just um, swipe left, right to go left and right. You you swipe up to jump, swipe down to slide, and it's just like a quick reflex game. It's number one on the top three list right now. So if you put in the effort and don't just rip things off, you'll get results most most likely. And that's true for I'd say that's true for 3ds, where uh, for the 3ds eShop as well on the DSI. Yeah, a lot of the DSI were like it's not really ripping off anything. It just seems very it's very hard. Yeah, it's like do we really need four different word search games from the same developer, each of which is the exact same game just with different words? No, <laughs> but it's just like if you put in the effort, you will be rewarded. Look at uh, Way Forward. You love Way Forward. They do. They do. They put in the effort, and they are definitely rewarded. They're considered the best. Uh, eShop developer, I'd say. Yeah, like the last, almost all, you know, almost all their games get are getting praised. Yeah, my Switch ports are getting insane praise. Yeah, the only one that's been getting mixed reviews is just their Blood Rain. Right, it, but like, yeah, some people get really high marks, others give it really. They can't low all be gems, yeah. but still, the fact is they're making good games, and like and it's all, uh, their, all their portable games. Yeah, yeah, Renegade Kid, they're doing Mutant Muds, which is coming out soon. For no, the isn't who, it's who, Renegade Kid? Oh yeah, Renegade Kid. They're doing game. Mutant Muds for the 3DS, which looks to be sure it's not the most original idea. Jumping back and forth, foreground to background in a platformer. As you, Wario yeah, Land. as you pointed out a few episodes ago, they do that in Wario Land on Virtual Boy. But yeah, but that doesn't mean still, no one else a, can do it. Yeah, but they are taking the idea and getting creative with it, and they it has a great eight, like 16-bit art style. Like if you put, I know I'm rehashing this, but seriously, if you put in the effort, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. If you put in the effort, you will get the results. It's just it's. People just don't like to put in the effort. That's the problem. But that's I'm I'm off my soapbox now. That's all. But and that's also all for um crazy what the what news. I think I think half an hour of weird news in a single two week span is pretty insane. But uh like that's very unusual. But of course not everything in the past two weeks has been bizarre what the what moments. We also have plenty of normal news, I you you could say. One that's very exciting to me is Retro Studios may have a game coming out this year. And if it's coming out this year, I bet you it's for the Wii U. And I bet you it's a launch title, and I'm sure it will be awesome. Yep, because everything, everything, uh, every franchise Retro touches, they just make awesome. Yeah, but the uh, the backstory is, uh, it recently, recently came to light through, I believe, LinkedIn, that Retro Studios has hired developers from other companies. Specifically, they got some, they got one or two guys from uh, Vigil Games, which made Darksiders and is currently working on Darksiders 2. Which will be available for the Wii U at launch, most mm-hmm. likely. And and you mentioned what Dark Stars earlier. It's basically a gothic dark Zelda. Yeah. Like like format of the apocalypse Zelda. <laughs> yeah, like the first one you played on War, this one you play you play as death. Right. It's supposed it's like a bloody M rated yeah. Zelda. So maybe we're have, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get like four games in the end, but Oh, one for each horseman. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are horsemen. Right, yeah. right. But yeah, so there's the guy from Vigil Games, and there's also one of the, I think, a lead artist from Naughty Dog, Makers of Uncharted. So -hmm. that's big. They got a guy from Naughty Dog, and not only did they get a guy from Naughty Dog, but he then went on to tweet, saying, right after he got hired, he was like, oh man, uh, one of my coworkers brought in, I think it was Mystery Science Theater 3000, or something like that. Crunch time is going to be so much less stressful. 
Sorry, let me restart that. Crunch time is going to be so much less stressful this year. Now, crunch time happens right before a game is released. If he's saying this year there will be less crunch time stress, that means there's crunch time this year. That means there's probably a game this year. So if you, <laughs> if you follow this train of thought long enough, that means Retro is most likely going to have a game coming out with the Wii U, and it will most likely be announced at E3. Why else would he be saying there's crunch time if there wasn't? Because crunch time is right before the game's ready to go gold. Like, that's the final stretch. So... Hmm. Hopefully, there's something cool from Retro announced at E3 in a few months, in June. And hopefully, it'll be out with the Wii U. It might be, who knows. And hopefully, to top off all these hopefullys, it'll be a new IP. Because as much as I love Retro doing Metroid, as, love, as much as I love Retro's Donkey Kong Country Returns, I think Nintendo could use a new IP, and I think Retro would be the studio to do it. Yeah. So that that's my two cents yeah. on that. I just think it's an interesting... Maybe rumor. a platform shooter. I, I, see do, I could see like. them doing some sort of like adventure game. Some sort of sci-fi adventure game of some sort. Kind of like Metroid, but not Metroid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They could do anything as they show. I mean, they even made track. They even did animation from Mario Kart 7. They made a track. Oh. They made it on Kong Country Returns track. One of my favorite tracks. Yeah, so they, they can dabble in pretty much everything and do well. But So it'll be interesting. And, and Miyamoto said in an interview that he could picture them doing Zelda. Oh. So who knows what they'll do, but I'm really excited. That would be, that would be an interesting game. Yeah, they're definitely one of the. They're very even in like looking beyond Nintendo. They're definitely one of the like big developers that everyone pays attention to when they come out with something. So, I think assuming they do come out with something this year, oh. assuming this guy, assuming Mr. Naughty Dog developer that's now at Retro that tweeted wasn't lying, it, it's gonna be a good year. And interestingly, um, he has since deactivated. I think he, he either made a tweet basically saying, oh, I can't talk anymore, look what I've done, or he deactivated his Twitter, I'll remember which, but one way or another, he's just, he responded to the fact that these rumors are out, and basically didn't confirm or deny, he just was like, I need to shut up. So, that kind of bodes well for the rumor. Yep. Yep. Well, I guess, um, let's see what else. Well, for Club Nintendo users, you'll notice that Nintendo has already begun the second rotation of downloadable games using your, your play coins. Well, not well, the coins. Your, yeah, your coins. The coins you earn for registering products. Yeah, yeah and answering surveys. Yeah. And this time we got Dr. Mario Online RX. Dr. Mario that's X. For the, that's the Wii version, right? The Wii version um, of Dr. Mario. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Mario Express, yeah. Which is the DSi and 3DS version. <laughs> and Kirby Dreamland and Zelda Majora's Mask. So I believe Kirby is the virtual console 3DS of the original Game Boy game. Yeah. And Zelda is for the Wii. Majora's Mask is Wii Virtual Console. Which I'm kind of tempted to get. I was tem I was very tempted, and then I realized I have the Zelda the Zel Zelda the Zelda Collector's Edition uh, for GameCube oh. when they gave it out to people who registered for games. So I have Majora's Mask on a disc already. So I, I probably when did I not get that? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. I want to get Majora's Mask, but at the same time, like I don't know. I mean, it's it, like, it hasn't been confirmed, but like Onuma said that um. He hinted like, that yeah, they might like, make like, it. Like, the next game he's considering, or that he would, like, suggest to do a, a remake of would be Majora's Mask. Yeah, he said after they... But apparently... He said, I believe, after... Sorry to cut yeah. short there. Oh, yeah, I but, think he said but, after... But after they have another version. <laughs> yeah, after they make an original Zelda for 3DS, they will consider doing a port of Majora's Mask. Yeah. And but, just to clarify, Anuma, we're referring to Eiji Anuma, he heads up the, uh, the entire Zelda franchise at Nintendo, taking the ring to Miyamoto a couple games ago. Yeah, but what's interesting, though, is that... um. Even though um, Onuma wants to do, would like to do Majora's Mask as a as the next 3D port. Yeah. Um, Miyamoto wants to do A Link to the Past. Oh yeah, but that'd be I imagine that'd be a 3D classic on the eShop, where they just take the sprites and layer them in 3D. Mm. I don't think that'd be a full 3D remake. I can't see them doing that. Super Nintendo game though. That's that's not that weird. No, no, I mean like. For a 3D classic, I don't know. It just seems like yeah, just it, layer it, it seems too good to be well, a 3D classic. Well, no, think about think about. Uh, oh, you mean like it's too good of a game? <laughs> but think about because like, the 3D classics have been like NES games and Game Boy, Game Boy, Kirby. Oh yeah, uh, Kirby oh yeah, Adventure. And Pit. Or no, Kid Kirby's Adventure was NES. Kid Icarus was NES. Uh, oh, they're all NES. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But no, well, they showed at E3 when they first unveiled the 3DS last year. They showed um, Yoshi's Island in 3D and some others. Super Nintendo games in 3D, so it's certainly possible. And I mean, think about it. in the, you know, in the very beginning of the game where you're going into the castle, and there and it's like the layer, like you're under like the walkways and stuff. Oh. Imagine that in 3D. That would look really cool. Actually, yeah, you, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, one thing I find kind of funny about, first, I think it's great that Nintendo's actually letting you redeem coins for games now, opposed to just like miscellaneous physical items. 
which was cool. They're they're very cool, and I'm glad they're continuing to do that. But I also like the fact that every month they have a new game, four new games. So basically, once a month you can get a free game from Nintendo. Like that's pretty cool. And you can fill up, like in your case, you download 3DS games like crazy, or download eShop stuff like crazy, so you can keep filling that up and not really yeah. paying. Except and you can't download any more DSi games. True, true. Well, my internal... Yeah, yeah your internal memory is full, and DSi requires internal memory. Yeah. But the the cool thing about these is they're cheap. It's like 100 to 150 coins, and then you get back 20 of those coins because you get to do the registration and the registration survey. So you're paying 80 coins for some games, 120, 130 for others, which is not at all bad. That's two game registration, two Wii game registration. Yeah. But one thing I found weird is uh, Dr. Mario Express on the DSi and 3DS, 150 coins. It's a simple Dr. Mario, no online or anything like that. Are you sure that they have online? Pretty sure. Because I remember, I, I, I think it's literally just like a stripped down Dr. Mario, the core game, that's it. Then you have Dr. Mario online for the Wii, which obviously is online and is only 100 coins. So to have the privilege of having it be portable, yet not have it nearly as many features, you're paying 50 extra coins. I really shouldn't complain about free games. I just find that really funny that they like switch the prices backwards, I feel like. Hmm. But, I'm pretty sure they both still have multiplayer though, but I'm not. I know. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna have four player multiplayer, but we can very easily look that up. But I mean, I could. I well, the thing is, I know that either way, Doctor Mario is the type of game that you're gonna play for five or ten minutes. So I can see why they would put more value in the uh, Express version. But at the same time, it still is really funny that it's more expensive. Because really, how many people are gonna go to the Wii? Like, I'm gonna play Doctor Mario for ten minutes. Versus go on their 3DS while they're waiting for the bus and play Dr. Mario for 10 minutes. And yeah, Express is one player. I just looked at Nintendo.com. Oh. Isn't that amazing? I was talking <laughs> and looking at the same time. And I was holding the conversation. And I'm, still, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, pat yeah, yourself on the back. I will. <laughs> I, I did. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's from Nintendo, right? Did, have they not seen any other new prizes recently? Or that's pretty much mm, it, isn't it? No, we still got the same. They've been running out of prizes. That's but... true. I'm sure they'll have a new wave coming yeah. soon. Uh, there's so many prizes that I wish they had, though, like that Europe and Japan have. Oh, Japan has amazing ones. Yeah, and I think Europe has like a small golden Link statue where he's riding a pony and the pony is doing like a. Well, we like got a, on two legs stance. If you're willing to spend 400 bucks, 300 bucks, you can get a first for figures, uh, custom made, limited edition Zelda statue. They had one at Nintendo World when I was there in New York last month. Maybe if. They stopped making games for a couple of years, because <laughs> yeah. they feel guilty about buying it. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's pretty awesome to see in person. It's very detailed, oh, like yeah. very meticulously detailed. But um, yeah, looking beyond from Nintendo and just to games in general, uh, it's time for Jason's Sales Corner. We need some sort of music right here. Like seriously, we need a jingle and we need to insert right here. How perfect would that be? Well, just yeah. like Jason Sales Corner <laughs> da, 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 or something. I don't know. Or he talks about numbers. Lots of numbers. Good it's not exciting. I'm not trying to downplay it. No, it's just funny because you don't care whatsoever about sales, and I'm like kind of obsessed with them. Well, so, uh, you just want to know that Nintendo's not bombing and you're happy. I guess I only care if like, oh, I want a sequel to Rhythm Heaven. Oh, it didn't do so well. Right. Damn it, I'm not going to Right, get but I'm just like, ooh, what did the 3DS do this month? Like when the NPD group numbers come out, that's the sales tracking organization for the video game industry. Like they come out once a month on a Thursday, or roughly like once every five or six weeks. I'm always like, "Oh, what's this?" And I'm like reading it the second it comes out, and like, "Oh, that's interesting." And making all these, like, analyzing it in my head, and only you. Yeah, no, I don't. If you, if you go to some forums like uh, neogas.com, uh, that I know they go, they go crazy on there for sales. Oh. Not as much anymore because they don't release uh, individual sales numbers for games. They used to release like actual numbers, but still, it's nice to see the top ten and people react and. So, Jason Sales Corner. Here we go. Uh, 3DS, good news. Good news, good news. Top 4 million in the United States. 4 million in hardware sales. That is just like it did in Japan, where it has currently outsold the GameCube, lifetime span, and sold faster than both the DS and the Wii. Yes, the Wii in Japan. It outsold the Wii in terms of uh, within the first 12 months or 9 months. Um, here, it outsold the. It sold faster than the DS, but we've talked about that before. It's still outselling faster. Um, Overall, Nintendo gave some 2011 numbers in their press release with the news, and uh, they sold 12 million pieces of hardware across their systems all year. They sold 4.5 million Wiis, which is good, but they've done better in past years. They sold 4. Point, or sorry, they sold 4 million 3DSs. I read my numbers, 4.3 mm -hmm. DS, and they had 4 million 3DSs. As I just mentioned, and 3.4 million normal DSs. So even though DS is and the um, normal DS is that's spread across the DSi. That's DSi. DSi, and DSi it's all the DS. It's the DS family, as they call it. Oh. But um, yeah, it's all three. 
But still, that's not bad considering the 3DS was out most of the year and Nintendo was trying to push the 3DS and not the DS. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's gonna, I feel like the, three, the normal DS is gonna last kind of like the PS2 did for a number of years beyond the successors. Oh, it lasted a long time. Yeah, the PS2 still is in stores, I think, in some ways, some places. Yeah, I remember it was in Best Buy like for a couple years. At least two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, which is already like, that would have been like five or six years after the PS, no, four or five years. Five years. Four years. It overstayed its welcome. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Not that it I could do one. simple math if I knew the <laughs> if I knew the years involved, but um, so that's the hardware front. So Nintendo had a good year, not not as good as in past years for the Wii, but good all overall. And uh, for no for December itself, which is what the the new MPD numbers show, um, Skyward Sword, Mario 3D Land, and Mario Kart 7 all topped out over a million, which is not that surprising because they were all pretty close to a million the month before in November, with the exception of Mario Kart. So Mario Kart, you could, based on these this data, you can extract that Mario Kart is the fastest selling of the three because it not only did it top a million in presumably less time than Skyward and Mario Land. Wait, did but it better faster than Mario Land? I think so because yeah. let me put it this way: Mario Land was the fastest selling handheld Mario game at something like I think five hundred thousand uh, at the end of November. It was already out for two weeks at that point. So then, sometime in December, it could have been two weeks, it could have been four weeks, it hit one million. Mario Kart Seven in Three and a half weeks definitely hit one million, and it charted higher than Mario 3D Land on the MPD top ten set, top ten games. So if Mario Kart charted higher and came out later, I think it's safe to say it probably sold the fastest. I could be wrong. And uh, in Japan, Iwata, Nintendo President Iwata, like Nintendo Global President, said that Mario Kart Seven was selling faster than the other 3DS games. So. In Japan, at least, definitely out. It definitely sold out a faster clip, and he said it was doing even faster in America and Europe than it was in Japan. So, oh, well. who knows? It's nice to hear that we won't be running out of people to play online. Well, keep, yeah, keep in mind, Mario Kart for the Wii sold something like twenty nine million units. Twenty nine million. It's the no, second best selling Wii game. I know. I played it the other the other day, and I found twelve people instantly. Yeah, it's it like was... it's a huge game. So it's no surprise that seven Mario Kart's probably Nintendo's biggest cash cow right now. So it's no surprise that seven selling very well. But um, in terms of general, the top ten games that came out in uh, December, like I said, Mario Kart Seven was the top of the Nintendo heap. It came in fourth place. Uh, 3D Land came in ninth place, which is not bad. And Zelda actually didn't make the chart. Skyward Sword was not in the top ten huh. because how they break up top ten is by um, they do it by combined platform. So for example, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three was number one, but that was spanning PC. 360, PS3, oh, wow. etc. Just Dance 2 was number 2, or sorry, Just Dance 3 was number 2, and it was spanning the same systems, basically. Wii, PS3, Xbox 360. It was actually the best-selling Wii game of the month, independently as well. But um, So Zelda, if it was, if they divide the chart by individual, what they call SKU, or each game by itself, like Modern Warfare on PS3 versus Modern Warfare on 360 versus Modern Warfare on PC, like if each of those were charted yeah. separately... Zelda would have been number 10. Oh. So it would have made the chart. It sold well. It just didn't sell as well as the combined totals of multi-platform games. Yeah, I guess when you're counting them that way, yeah. I'm not surprised that a lot of... Which almost makes it a bigger deal... Games. Yeah, which almost makes it a bigger deal that Mario Kart 7 and 3D Land were both on the chart. That, yeah. that says something. So, um, was um, Uncharted or any of those other... I don't remember if Uncharted was on there. Uh, Madden was on there. Oh, they actually oh. ran a pretty big ad campaign for Madden in November. I don't know if you saw the ads. They were doing I saw the commercials. Right, where the kid's like carving Madden into everything. Yeah. So that boosted sales. Because Madden originally, when it came out in August, I guess, its sales were actually lower than in previous years. So I, I guess they picked up the pace a little later. But one... What's so good about Madden? It's, people love their football. Super Bowl's coming up. Also, on different uh, but, well, the same um, reason for full FIFA and all Yeah, things. FIFA's huge here, but it's even like insanely bigger in Europe. In Europe, it's like Madden Mania times like two. Oh, the, also, the other sport, the game for it, is also like getting really popular. The thing with the MMA or the, oh, the kickboxing oh. thing. Yeah, you're talking about uh, UFC. Yeah, UFC. Mixed martial arts MMA. Yeah, that's been. Yeah, the UFC franchise is big. It's it's basically wrestling and boxing combined into one crazy yeah. octagon of a ring. MMA. Yeah, yeah, it's um, mixed martial arts. Mixed oh. martial arts. Oh, okay, I wasn't that off. But yeah, yeah, and I did just say that a minute ago. <laughs> but um, the other one last tidbit about MPD sales, and then that I think wraps up the news part. Part uh, the what's up with Nintendo news section. We can jump to what we're playing. The 3DS and the DS. Okay, first for the first time since 2005, I believe sales were down. Hardware sale, or actually, yeah, 
sales were down overall. Hardware sales saw a decrease from November to December, which doesn't make much sense because normally, you know, the closer you get to Christmas, the more people are buying stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird that it was going down. Guess everyone bought their stuff early. Their stuff early. But here's the cool part. The 3DS and the DS were the only two systems that saw month-to-month growth in that time frame. Oh. So the 3DS is definitely, it might have been thanks to sales, although there weren't as many sales in December as November for 3DS. Not as many, like, get a free gift card promotions as there were around Black Friday. But the 3DS and the DS were the only two systems that actually saw growth over that month. So that's good for them. Bodes well for Nintendo. Helped them reach that 4 million. So that's my Jason Sales Corner. Cue the music that we don't have. And, um, yeah, that's my Jason Sales Corner. And that also wraps up uh, What's Up With Nintendo. We went through the bizarre news, the normal news, the we're done with news. It's actually, you know, for right after the holidays, it was a busy two weeks. Yeah. Because I remember we were thinking, like, oh, there's not going to be anything to talk about. But there's plenty of that. We left things out. Yeah, I like, guess it just felt that way because there weren't really any games being released in January. Yeah, yeah so we just were like, well, there won't be news. But there's a lot. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but, of course, there's more to Nintendo than just news. There's lots of games. So, Jose, you always play more than me. What have you been playing lately? Yeah, so... To start off what we're playing, I've finally, after finally finishing the whole Ace Attorney franchise... That was your 2011 in a nutshell, Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah, like five games. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, and just a quick note, I finally found that missing Wii, that missing third Ace Attorney game. The one oh, right, because you had one, two, four, and yeah. spin-off. Well, yeah, I had one and two for the Wii, but right. my brother refused to play, so I had to hunt down the original cartridges, which were really rare. And none and of the GameStops in L- any of the greater LA area, Los Angeles area, nope, had it for the, the longest time. The closest one was in Victorville, and I'm which not, is far. And I'm not about to drive over 60 miles for a yeah. game. Yeah, and but luckily there was a GameStop that had it, like that was seven minutes away. It was in Crenshaw. That's meaningless to most people. <laughs> yeah, well, just saying I know what that means. Maybe <laughs> two people listening knows what that know what that means. But and yeah, so I just went there, it and was, you got it. Yeah, I was there, and it was very very happy. Okay, now that you have it, though, and you're not playing it, because you're playing... You're oh, to say yeah. you're playing something okay, else. Okay, all right, so basically, now that I'm done with all of that... Phoenix now that you've Wright, moved on for Phoenix Wright. Yeah, but... Yeah, now I'm done with Phoenix Wright, I started playing 999, which um, is another visual novel game, just like Phoenix Wright. For the is, DS, right? Yeah, for the DS, exclusively to the DS, which is probably why I like it so much. It's... Um, I've only played through the whole game once, and I'll get to why that's important in a bit. But um, the game plays, if you've played any Phoenix Wright or any visual novel game for that sense, like um, point-and-click adventure like Monkey Island and all... Yeah, Monkey you. Island, tr- uh, for, for more for DS owners, Trace Memory to some extent, Hotel Dust, Time Hollow? Time Hollow. Yeah, that was from Konami, I believe. Yeah, yeah I, I remember I, that one. I've seen that game. Yeah, it's the one where you get warped. Um, I'm curious about it. Yeah, your, your, your pen used to warp, your stylus is a pen used to warp through time. You like draw warp po- wormholes, essentially. Huh. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, it got well, it's anyway. much like that, except um, the only difference is that this one is more heavy on the novel part than the other games. Like More which, story, less gameplay. Like, like in, um, in Ace Attorney, you would just have the character dialogue, and that would pretty much drive the whole story. But mm-hmm. in 999, you have the character dialogue, and then you also have this narration, like as if you were reading any other novel, like the Junpei, that's the name of the main character, walk through this cold, desolate hallway. Oh, they really treat it like a novel. Yeah, like, it's, it's in, a cold, it's desolate like hallway. The, uh, you can, narrator. You can, he sees the fog in front of his mouth, and the walls are, like, creaking, as you can tell the boat is, <laughs> is like, rocking. As the as the light shines through the mist. Yeah, and... And the, fo- and the foghorn bounces <laughs> off the trees so, in an echo that can yeah. only be reminiscent of a howling moon, or a howling wolf to the moon, or something like, something like that. Like, yeah, overlays. almost like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll bring up random comparisons and stuff, but... Yeah. It gives... it. It really helps in um just like imagining this game like it's I don't know it's really great I love actually like that I thought I yeah I really like that aspect of it what does and do you, what does nine 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 stand for oh okay well I guess the name of the game isn't te- oh no, no the name of the game technically isn't um nine 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 it's nine persons nine doors nine hours and okay what's that mean is that well, are there nine different people involved I and there's nine. I guess yeah, are there nine, it, nine, yeah, nine endings. Is, nine is the theme. No, there's actually six endings, but well, someone screwed up the nining. Then it should be nine for everything. <laughs> someone, okay. someone messed up that. Uh, All right, well, who even makes it? So, um, I think it's. Huh, I forgot. Really? I Atlas. I is it Atlas? Is it? I I'm asking you. It's uh, I well, I mean, who develop develops it? Do you oh. know that? Oh, Axis. Oh, Axis Games. Yeah. Oh, they're actually right near my house. Their headquarters is like 15 minutes oh, from my house. But who, made, who develops it? Like, is it, is it, I know it's some Japanese company, 
but you happen to know um spike spike what have they done they that name's really they do a lot of these i feel like they do a lot of these graphic adventures um what do they do oh they did a bunch of the uh i just pulled them up right now they did a bunch of the dragon ball games oh like the Baku, uh, the bodokai ten oh, or whatever. Oh, you know, oh, the dragon ball rpg games no, these are the, oh, yeah, the, the, the Budokai Tenkaichi Right, that's it. Oh, no, 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 they did the RPG one, too, it looks like. I could be wrong. And Fire Pro Wrestling, that's what they meant. Oh. There we go, Fire Pro Wrestling. Okay. Well, Spike Thank you, slash Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sorry, so, I was just wondering if you knew. Like, as soon as you said Spike, I'm like, that name's familiar, and I like, pulled up my phone, but, okay. All right, well, aside from the visual novel thing, um, this game is a, it's primarily a puzzle game. And, uh-huh. to, and to explain the 999 thing, like, just to give you, like, a... Not a, a not very a spoiler free synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, you play as a character named Junpei, right? And he is taken prisoner on a on a boat with nine other people, and you don't know why. You don't know what the relationship to all the nine people are, except there's someone that you know that's part of the group. Uh-huh. But um, this guy that the guy that kidnapped everybody, he he set up this boat to so you guys could play something called a nonary game. Okay. And the nonary game, basically, you have to find the door with a nine on it. Everything is just in themes of nine. Except the number of endings, which they, they screwed that one up. It's an upside-down nine. Should be nine. Sorry, I'm getting obsessed with that. Well, it's not like the endings affect the characters. But still, if it's nine, <laughs> nine, nine, just add one more nine and make it the endings. But does like, that... why six? Oh, I don't think they want you to play replay the game three more times. I think six Actually, yeah, it required triple the development time. <laughs> okay, yeah. anyway. All right. And in a nutshell, it's basically Saw, but in a boat. It's Saw, but... It's but a, on a boat. Yeah. I can make a second I'm on a boat Lonely Island joke <laughs> in the same podcast, but I will spare everyone. Yeah, so basically everyone has to escape the boat in nine hours, getting through all these puzzle rooms. and if With they, nine different doors and nine people. And if they don't do it in time, like, they're... Yeah, they'll die. Because everyone is attached with a watch with a number on it from one through nine, and it'll explode. Oh, that's logical. <laughs> yeah, it's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, no, that actually sounds very cool. I know I'm kind yeah, of poking fun, but it does sound it does sound quite a if it, if it's a story driven as you were saying, it does sound like oh, yeah, very, it's, very very compelling. Yeah, it is. That was I mean, well, surprisingly, I thought the each playthrough was going to be a lot longer, but right, the first playthrough only took me eight hours, and considering there are six different endings, I guess that is a nice. That's a time good amount. chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, what is nice about since the game does reinforce replaying it um the first ending without spoiling wasn't a very good ending for just the way it ended it was not a satisfying ending not because it was a guess is the easiest to unlock the easiest to get so they made it unsatisfying not so much the easiest to get it's just i don't want to spoil it it's just an ending that you won't be satisfied because of what ended up what ended up happening gotcha it wasn't in your what happened yeah you died (laughs) maybe (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so basically, um, it gives you the option to replay the game again, as it should, but mm-hmm. this time it gives you, the, you could either play the game again as, like, with completely new memory, or you could play the game with your previous memories. Oh, that's cool. So they kind of make it easy to replay. You don't have, yeah. to, tread, you don't have to, like, tread through all the same content. Yeah, but, and all the memories are is, um, as you painted the game, it'll tell you, like, okay, do you want to split the group this way or that way? And it'll give you all the options, and the option you previously selected will be targeted. That's a great way to do replayability so i'm like oh okay i picked this one last time so this time i'll pick this that's one. an awesome way to do replay value so it's i don't know that's it's really helpful that like, is cool i, I like, really like that like the first time i played it through there was this one character that was acting really fishy i didn't stick with them something mm-hmm. happened at the end so this time i'm sticking with them the whole time see that's if that super, that's anything. a super cool you like way to do replay I'm, I'm, yeah, so, i like that a lot that actually makes you really interested in the game yeah because yeah, at first i was kind of dreading playing it over again i'm like oh i'm gonna have to remember all these things and also if it also gives you the option if you forgot how to solve a puzzle or you just want to get to it because you did it already it actually shows you the solution if you solved it already right and all the text you've read already you could just hold to skip everything right right so yeah they, cool. yeah they handle replayability really really nicely that's cool that's cool yeah so yeah anything else you've been playing um so besides that i really recommend this game if, oh yeah you're, sorry, if you're any short. if you're a fan of like visual novel games yeah i like phoenix right so yeah i don't know i i think i'm really enjoying enjoying this genre the most right now i think it oh, might be are. my favorite <laughs> it, it might honestly be my favorite genre just because I, after playing it, I feel really satisfied with the whole experience. Like I really enjoyed the characters, I really right. enjoyed the story. Right. 
it's not like I mean I enjoy a Mario game, but at the end of the day, it's just I just remember running and jumping. Nothing in like two in particular. Maybe just the final battle with Bowser. Yeah. But that's about it. And this one, I I remember almost everything. Well, because yeah. it's plot driven. So yeah, that's right. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. So that's cool. That's I I'm actually you got me pretty interested in it. I might either borrow it from you or go find a copy. Yeah, it's so short. You might finish it. Yeah, because I never <laughs> finished my game. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you you you're gonna play it. Oh, After you beat oh, Ghost Trick. This seems to be some sort of weird... Oh, yeah, it's another good playing click style one, Ghost Trick. Yep. Yeah. Which was my game of the year last year, by default. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's, the... <laughs> right, it's like the only game you really played last year. Um, well, that's not true. You played Mario. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, another game I'm playing is um, a game I recently downloaded for the 3DS Virtual Console, and it's Blaster Master, mm-hmm. which is um, it's a classic 2D shooter. Was much... it on... Game it was on Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. It was okay. on Game Boy Color. Okay. And it had a really catchy theme, but um, it does. <laughs> but and but I quickly came to learn that it continuously plays throughout the whole game. How long is the theme? Like twenty seconds, and it just leaves? yeah. Oh, that's great. So I thought like, okay, I'm entering a cave. Maybe I'll get like ambient noises. Or something. No, you get ambient noises with the theme. <laughs> ambient <laughs> noises of the theme. And um, so if you put. Um, anyone who remembers the old school Metro games, it's very in very much like that sense where they don't tell you where to go. You pick your own path, mm-hmm. and you just have these random enemies, and you're just like shooting at them. You're collecting your power up. But an interesting thing about this game that I guess I said apart is um, you control a tank, and the tank can get many different upgrades. But also during different parts of the game or whenever you want, you could just get out of the tank and you control the little guy. And you can access like smaller areas to go explore, and you can go back on your. So tank. the little guy is Samus is more fun. The tank is Samus. If we were compared to Metroid. Yeah, it's like Metroid in reverse, because you could you play as a tank most like. Well, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tank. That's what I'm saying. The tank is the equivalent of Samus. Walking um, out is the equivalent of the Morph Ball, because you use that to get in small spaces. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, it's a fun game. It's it's actually pretty difficult. I, I mean, it takes a lot. I mean, you you can't take a lot of hits, mm-hmm. but um. The enemies come at you like from every which way, and since you don't, since they don't really tell you where to go, you kind of tend to like start to retread a lot of like a lot of territory. And you right. Get... Do they have a map at all? No, it's it's a Game Boy Color game. You could have a map on the pause screen. They don't have any map. No, when you press pause. It just says pause. Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I would get. I, that would drive me crazy. I need some sort of guidance. Uh, which is kind of nice that the 3DS Virtual Console has a. Safe. A, a safe state. Feature. Oh, so you don't have to keep retre- retreading the same yeah. ground. But um, yeah, under the difficulty, I mean, it's just it's fun. It's, I like the challenge. And How it's, much is it? It, it, it was three ninety nine, so oh, it's, it's, it's on the cheaper end. And, yeah. And I recommend it if you just, I don't know, yeah. If, if you, you want a difficult Metroid Metroidvania style game. Yeah. Yeah. Metroidvania. Is. Metroidvania was a hint of Contra, I want to say. Who, do you have to know off the top of your head who makes Blaster Master? Um, we can check your 3DS. No, I don't. I'm just but... really curious, because I know it's some, like, not, and there's the 3DS, it's some not a uh, huge company, I feel like. I feel like it's like Sunsoft or someone random like that. Where is it? And I, I mean, it doesn't matter, it's just sheer curiosity. No, it was released in 2000. Really? According to wow. it, it says release to them. You know what it said that you didn't need to start the game, it says it on the... No, it doesn't. Yeah, it should. Let me see. Oh. Oh, the full name is Blaster Master Enemy Below. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need to look it up. It's fine. I, I, it's sheer curiosity. Because I know it's some, like, smaller developer. Hmm. But, I mean, I could probably... I can check online real quick. Isn't this great? No, need I got it. Just a couple of... Oh, I, oh, I nailed it. Sunsoft. I'm so proud of myself. Wait, you get Sunsoft? I, I just said, yeah, a minute ago. We, we could rewind the tape afterwards. Yes, tape. We're, we're using analog. We have a big old-fashioned... We have a we have a movie projector with reels on one side of the room and a big old-fashioned tape recorder, like, you know, one of those server-sized ones with, like, magnetic strip. That's how we record this every two detail, weeks. I know it is. I know. It's how we do it every two weeks. So the present comes um, in the 2000s. Uh, yeah, that is really recent. I'm surprised I got that right. Sunsoft. Wow. Anyway... Uh, play anything else, or, I mean, it has been slow for games, there's no new um, releases, really. I'm, no, I'm just, I mean, I'm still finishing up through Pushmo, right. and just, yeah, just, just finishing up and just, like, playing the, the, old, yeah. the, the old and good ones. Yeah, doing the time trials and Mighty Switch 4. Right, right. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, all I've really been playing lately, and this is the third episode I'm going to be talking about this, is, um, Mario Kart 7. I still love oh, that game yeah, to death. Oh, yeah, we've been, been playing online. 
which is actually yeah. the only reason I want to bring up Mario Kart 7, is we found a good workaround for the lack of voice chat. Uh, I'm sure we're not the first people to come up with this, but I just want to share the idea in case anyone is trying to play online while chatting with friends. Originally, we did speakerphone, cell phone speakerphone. Horrible idea. It's all fuzzy. You can't really hear. Uh, if you have a Google Plus account, do a video hangout and just set your webcam like right in front of you. You know, just sit in front of your webcam and then just play, and it's like you're in the same room. You can see real time, real time reactions to the video. Yeah, it, it's like you what, can um, have the audio that, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's like cool. what the Star Fox 3D thing should have been. Right. Yeah. Star Fox 64 3D. We fixed it. It had a <laughs> yeah, it had a gimmicky, but kind of cool multiplayer thing where it would show like every like a three frames per second thing of uh, your face. They'll use the 3DS's internal camera to show your face when you play local multiplayer to see your opponent's real-time reactions. It's we're basically recreating that using Google Plus. Yeah. So if you need a reason to get on Google Plus when you you do it when playing Mario Kart, it works perfectly, and that's part of the reason I've been having such a blast and continue to play Mario Kart Seven so regularly because we've been playing online a lot. So it yeah, unfortunately that's all I've really been playing because I've been keeping up with CES and all that jazz. So. Uh, yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot. I'm hoping to download a couple virtual console 3DS DSiWare games maybe in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. I do want to get Mario Land 2 uh, Six Golden Coins or whatever it's called. That you skipped around. You skipped that the first time around. I never got it. I had the original Mario Land, and I was a kid and didn't realize two was that much oh, better. I missed, yeah. I missed both of them, so I'm not. I'm not right, I'm I attacking you. I mean, I got yeah. them both for virtual console. Yeah, but I kind of want to get the set. I kind of want to get. Six golden coins just because it, it's like Mario Land, it's Mario World in your pocket. Yeah, it's, it's really fun and really, really short. Well, maybe I have a chance of beating it then. Yeah. But, uh, and on that note of me never beating my games, that pretty much concludes episode five of the Random Town podcast. Thanks for listening to What the What. And uh, as always, as I said earlier, if you head over to randomtown.com and click on today's episode, you can get links to all the games we talked about, all the news we talked about. Um, the weird mole cart video. Uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, God. It's bad. <laughs> but, yeah, you can get all that. And, of course, you can also leave us a comment. We'd love to hear what you think, uh, good or bad. Please do let us know on the comment section. No registration required. Pretty, pretty easy to do. And, of course, you can hit us up on Twitter as well. I have the handle of at JSR7 and Jose. At Wayro. You can get the spelling for that on our site. It has, like, crazy underscores and stuff. Or, better yet, go to the site, click About Jason, click About Jose. You can follow us right from there with our handy embedded follow button. So, um, yeah, that wraps up episode 5 of the Random Town Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in two weeks.